Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. Jon Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Summertime is hard when you have kids because they always want to go to the beach, you know? I fucking hate the beach. The beach is the worst, you guys. Because honest to God, I have the body of a 12-year-old girl who is just starting to grow breasts. That's my body type. But I also have this. I have the mustache that grows five times faster than the rest of my facial hair. So I simultaneously look like a 12-year-old girl and a 14-year-old Mexican boy. If you average the two together, I look like a 13-year-old Latino transvestite. That's my look. It's not a good beach look, you guys. So I'm self-conscious about my body, you know? So I wear, I'm the guy who wears the t-shirt on the beach, you know? I'm t-shirt wearing guy on the beach. But I'm self-conscious about the fact that I'm wearing a, a t-shirt, so I lie about it, you know? My friends will be like, hey, why don't you take off your shirt? It's 102 degrees. And I'm like, you know what? I'm actually cold. Can you believe that? You see these goosebumps? I'm cold. You know who I hate? The guys who bring the football to the beach? Those guys are the worst, too. I hate, I hate those guys. They're always a fucking cut, and they carry the football, and they always have that same look on their face, you know? Like everything is bullshit. They kind of look like this. For those of you listening at home, I just did an amazing rendition of a guy looking like everything was bullshit. <laughs> That was Michael Ian Black from his album, I Am a Wonderful Man. Welcome to Stand Up with Chris Stefano. Hello, Nicole. Hey, Chris. How's it going? Mike, Michael Ian Black is a wonderful man. He is, yeah. I like a guy that has three <laughs> names. Michael, Ian, and Black. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Michael, yeah, Michael, <laughs> those are the three names. Ian, and Black. Yeah. He's, you know, Michael Ian Black's one of those guys like I've never met, but I feel like I know him. I don't know why. Oh, yeah, because he's got a, he's a wonderful man. He's got a familiar he, face. He's wonderful. He's a good kid, and yeah, I always thought he was funny, and he's just, he's been doing stand-up like a million years, but he's also like, he's one of those guys, like, he's in so many movies and TV shows that you forget yeah. he does stand-up. Yeah, That yeah, can yeah. happen. That can happen. Because here's the thing, babe. Here's the Tell thing. Tell me. This is stand-up with Chris Stefano. This is stand-up with Chris We Stephan. like to get into the things. The things. Babe, here's the thing. Yeah. Okay? Tell me. With stand-up, you, you want your fans to be there because they like your stand-up. Okay. Not because they thought you were funny in a movie. Okay. Because and Michael Ian Black has fans because of his stand up. That's why I'm bringing it up. Because if you're just fa if they're fans of your movie or the TV show that you mm -hmm, did, mm -hmm. then they may your stand up may be completely different, and they may be let down and be like, well, "Oh, that person's not as funny as I thought." Right, right, right. But right, right. I think it's better to be. I think it's easier for people to be stand ups first, and then actors or actresses second. Yeah. As opposed to being an actor and actress and then coming into stand up. Okay. So hard. <laughs> <laughs> it is hard. It I think is. a lot of people, I think people are trying to do it. Well, the thing is with comedy is like, 
What's we get, it doesn't matter who you are, fucking Kevin Hart, Seinfeld, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. After five minutes, mm-hmm. the audience doesn't care anymore. You've worn off. Either you're going to be funny and they're going to laugh at you, or you're not going to be funny. So even the megastars of comedy can be brought down to earth uh-huh. every single night, where like an actor, like nobody's going to ever treat J-Lo or Robert De Niro like shit. That's just not going to happen anymore in their life. They ne- <laughs> Everything they say, people are going to be like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. So it's easier for an actor, and not saying they are, but it's easier for an actor and actress to just be surrounded by all these people in Hollywood to like feel like to, they're godlike. To yes man then? Yeah, and, and they just kind of, you know. They you don't think? So that's why when they start to come and do stand-up, sometimes it's bad in the when beginning. When Jennifer it's Lopez like, starts to do stand-up, listen, people are like, for, oh, oh, oh. The best thing I've ever seen is Fat yeah. Joe do stand up? The oh, rapper really? Fat Joe. I love him. Great. All he, the way up. All the way <laughs> up. He did stand up, and it was so funny. He just really. He did a five minute set, and he cursed. I would say, like for four and a half minutes, was cursing. Really? Like of not the, of the whole thing. Yeah, like like I can't even count. Like it's infinity curse words. <laughs> he just kept saying That's fuck shit. But he told this cool story about Mike Tyson about how Mike Tyson. When in like the 90s, when like Mike Tyson was mm-hmm. Mike Tyson, like heavyweight mm-hmm. champion mm-hmm. of the world, mm-hmm. Mike fucking Tyson. Mm-hmm. Um, he was outside the club. There was a very famous club in the city. You don't right. know because you're 10 years old. I it was don't. called the Tunnel. No, no. The Tunnel was like the famous New York City club Sounds, that yeah. um, my uh, Giannis Papas, good friend of mine, got shot in the leg outside of. Um, what? Yeah, Giannis We're got shot in the leg. <laughs> yeah, the co yeah. Before or after a set? Giannis Pop, he had nothing to do with he comedy. Not, oh, that's the thing. Just walking. Yeah, Giannis is like, you know, he's like from like these elite schools, and he'll always be like, Chris, you got no class. You're Brooklyn trash. I'm like, you've been shot. <laughs> that's the definition of not having class. If you've been shot, and he's and that's... because he used to, he used to. You've seen the movie Kids. Have you seen them? Ever seen the movie no, Kids? No, but I know about Nicole, it. Nicole, what out the when fuck I was is okay? Six. Listen, first of all, we're going to start having segments on this show teaching young Nicole old people shit. Okay, you need well, to know. <laughs> I mean, I'm, what do you mean you've never seen Kids? What's seen like it. your What's like I've, your movie? Like your trendy breaking kids? the rules movie? Fucking Wreck It Ralph. Spring Breakers. <laughs> Wreck It Ralph. Oh, <laughs> never been so dissed in my life. I mean, you're just so young. It's, can you the believe bleak, she's never seen? The kid, people are honking their horns right now. But like, what? This girl's people, never seen kids. Yeah, people are turning their heads to look yeah. into this. Stu- what? People are driving their what? cars off bridges that you've what? never seen. The- okay, first of all, homework what? assignment. Watch Next kids? episode, we're going to watch kids, and you're going to see like a 15-year-old Rosario Dawson. You're going to see like people, you're like, what? That, they're in that movie? Um, isn't, <laughs> what's her face? Chloe Savigny, isn't she in that Savigny, one? Yeah. Savigny, Savigny. I mean, it's it's like the crazy movie, people get AIDS. Okay, well, that's, <laughs> that's what... This, I was gonna say that's what this podcast is. This podcast is not about AIDS, but it's about you but teaching it could be. me. No, yeah, <laughs> not if I can help it. <laughs> it is, it's about you teach. You're you're imparting your wisdom of stand up, yeah. and culture at large on me. Yeah, so you got it. You got to let me know. Yeah, what it is. Del- I, yeah, I, you know, just and you a could tell, and grade. you can tell me all the problems with America. I, oh yeah. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> saying like I'm saying like young young people now. Those because like, we know the problems. America, boo. Um, okay, so let me. So so kids. The reason why I brought it up, kids, um, <laughs> is that's where like my friend Giannis. That's like where he came from. That was a whole culture, like these very like prep school kind uh-huh. of kids, but they were uh-huh. bad. Like. You know, nightclubs selling drugs, all that shit. I know what shit. it's about, right? Yeah. So, but, th- but because you asked me, how did he get shot? And that's right. he was basically handling the money 
who he knew the owner of the tunnel because these were like prep school kids that he went to high uh-huh. school with. Uh-huh. So he got like a job, like basically taking the money from the tunnel to the car, uh, to whatever drop off location. And, you know, criminals track that. So they, tr- they were tracking do. him for like weeks and then they shot him and stole <gasps> the money and they missed his femoral artery by like an Not inch. The femoral yeah, he could. Artery. Yeah. Yeah. He had a bullet. He still has the bullet in his butt. Bionic man. Yep, he's got a butt bullet. That's sick. so. So, um, so yeah. So he got shot, and uh, I don't know what. Why? How did I start bringing that up? Because we're oh, Fat we were Joe. talking about Fat Joe okay. doing stand. We we're talking about okay. That's so we're talking about stand. Can they do stand up? Yeah. So Fat Joe. So Fat Joe told the story about how like Mike Tyson, like heavyweight champ, early nineties, Mike Tyson. <laughs> um, they're outside the tunnel. Yeah. Fat Joe and Big Pun. Do you know Big Pun? I don't. I don't know if I'm ever going to know what you're talking about. I was in about. such a good mood when I came in here, and you're <laughs> and really right. making me upset that you don't know who Fat Joe or Big Pun is. I know who Fat I, I mean, I know who fucking jo- Lil Yachty is, or whoever you need me to know. Lil Yachty, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> whoever your go-tos are, Lil the fucking Pete, whoever. Yeah. yeah, come on. It's Vincent Van Gogh to us. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know who these Takashi 6 9 is, and you don't know. That was good. And you don't know Big Pun. Okay, so Big Pun and Fat Joe were like iconic 90s Puerto Rican rappers. Yeah. Like icon- like the yeah. Bronx, Terror Squad. It was like Fat Joe, Big Pun were fucking huge. So, they're outside the tunnel. Chris is sweating. This is all fat Joe. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is, this. I'm like immersed in Puerto Rican culture. So, you know, fat Joe and Big Pun are biggest rappers in the world. A couple of the biggest rappers in the world. Uh-huh. And they're wearing like $25,000 chains. And uh-huh. these group of guys uh-huh. used to, you know, like the, they knew celebrities would be coming in uh-huh. and out of the tunnel. And they would rob rappers. They would rob drug dealers. Like they were just like crazy okay. you know like g- gang guys yeah, yeah. and they held fat joe <gasps> and big pun at gunpoint and wanted to take their chains yeah. off their neck yeah, like yeah. right outside the tunnel yeah, and yeah. like security from the tunnel is not going to help because they don't want to get shot of course coincidentally at that moment like a few seconds after they're being held at gunpoint yeah. mike tyson and his bodyguard yeah. roll up in a rolls royce and mike tyson has no shirt on was doing cocaine all night yes um, has no shirt on is jacked Allegedly. mike tyson yeah, yeah. no <laughs> definitely okay. yeah and 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 comes out uh-huh. and he's like yo who fucking with my man fat joe and big pun who fucking with my man That's an and then he comes impression. up and then he comes out uh-huh. and from like fists up, ready uh-huh. to fight, uh-huh. drug dealers w- at gunpoint, uh-huh. and the guys put the guns down and ran away. <gasps> and basically just a shirtless, coked the up, power. heavyweight champ Mike Tyson. <laughs> just was, a shirtless, was, coked up, heavyweight yeah. champion Mike, Mike Tyson. That's all it took That's to all scare it them took. away. And the drug dealers <laughs> ran away with their guns, <laughs> and then Fat Joe and, and Big Pun got to keep their chains. So that he told stand-up that's about that. That's what his stand-up was about. And yeah, and, 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 and it was that's, just a lot of fucks and shits. That's really similar to a bit I do, so I guess I have yeah, to stop doing that. Yeah, you can't do it. <laughs> Don't talk about... When did shirtless Mike Tyson save you? Is that outside the tunnel. He's got a funny it podcast. All... It's where he's just... It's called Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson, where you just sit in a room with Mike Tyson and the room is... They just hot box it with weed. That's so And scary. you're just high it's yelling at Mike fight. Tyson. <laughs> and he asks you dumb questions that don't, like, exist. That's so funny. Yeah. I saw Jeremy Piven do stand-up one time. I, speaking oh, yeah. of actors mm-hmm. doing stand-up. And I think... I maybe forget, but I think he also had a bit about Mike Tyson. Like Probably. Which is... That's, I guess, just... Mike Tyson's a huge Entourage fan. That's probably what it was. Huge Entourage fan. That's probably what it was. Yeah, I saw saw Jeremy Piven do stand-up at at, uh, Moon Tower. 
Comedy Festival. Oh, have you ever been to go. Moon Tower Comedy Festival? No. We got well, We got to start going to comedy festivals. We do. We're gonna do it. Well, we, we're taking over Clusterfest I main know, stage. That's that's we talked true. about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Should we? Get, let's get into the next bit, yeah. <sighs> let's fine. Get into the ne- no, I got more cocaine Mike Tyson shit I want to talk do about, you? but fine. Let's just kick it to Patton Oswalt. That's the same. That's I go from cocaine shirtless Mike Tyson to Patton Oswalt seems reasonable. Yes. On this podcast, that's, why. that's yeah, a nice yeah, transition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the same guy. They are the same guy. <laughs> yeah. We got a clip not only from Patton Oswalt, but also from Lisa Traeger coming. If the Patton Oswalt clip is from the special Tragedy Plus Comedy Equals Time, and then we got a Lisa Traeger clip from her album Glitter Cheese. My fitness goals. Uh, one, I would like to stop looking like I'm wearing a bulletproof vest all the time. That'd be nice. That'd be a nice little change, not to have the bulletproof vest. Yeah. And then, uh, also, I would, I would like to not be in a rascal scooter at my daughter's high school graduation. That's my other. I don't want to be cut. I don't want to be muscular. I don't want to be trim. I want to be standing on my original kneecaps. No metal, no plastic, original patella. Not sitting in my little scooter that they parked under the tree in the shade, because Pop Pop gets hot. I'm waving the towel I brought from the hotel. Daddy's proud, sweetie. Daddy's proud. I don't know why they don't do this in the fall, it's so, Gotta do it in May. It's so hot. It's crazy, isn't it? I'm gonna go get in the access van and uh, crank the AC for a little bit. Swab my folds. Swab my folds always gets that. Oh, really? Three perfectly nice words. That's the title for your morbidly obese porn films right there. That series, Swab My Folds, yeah. Yeah, do you guys see, uh, Swab My Folds one through nine, it doesn't get good till number three. Three through seven are great. The girl from one, remember she got the lap band and it didn't take and she comes back for number five, it's so Victoria, it's like, boom, just roaring back. Hey there, Jordan Klepper from The Daily Show and Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. Also, if you are in a couple, like, oh, yeah. If you're a couple, I would prefer you to hold hands for sure. I feel like I'm into PDA. Couples that don't hold hands are the worst for me. It's kind of like thin people that don't dress well. You know, it's like, you do not deserve that. Um, But maybe that's my own problem. No, I'm trying to get skinny. I've been eating a lot of seaweed paper, so I'm on it. Uh, And I just, well, I did just get a personal trainer, which is exciting, but you don't just get one. You have to meet with this head guy, and he was like, what kind of trainer do you want? Male, female, what's your style of working out? I was like, I want a big, black, muscular man. Like, (laughs) duh. Why would I want to work out with anybody else? And then... 
He was like, well, we have this African dude, and it felt really weird to be like, yeah, I'll take him, you know? <laughs> felt weird. <laughs> but Kofi's doing good. Uh, he's so hot. Uh, <laughs> no, but I still get kind of insecure when I go to the gym. Just people look so good. So I started doing this new thing where I tell people that I have children. <laughs> And then they're like really impressed with my body. They love it. <laughs> just like, meow, little Emma, she's three months old, just a giggle monster. Yeah, it's great. I mean, she's reading. I'm just such a good mom. <laughs> no, um, I would never have kids. It's fucking disgusting. Uh, <laughs> So gross. It, pregnant women are so gross, their belly buttons are growing away from them because it's disgusted. I mean, so this is the thing. There's like three types of people I don't trust in the world, okay? So, one, people that eat almonds. I don't trust you. Uh, no fucking, like people that are like, oh yeah, just a handful of almonds. I'm good to go for the day. You're a liar. Uh, fucking liar, I don't trust you. Um, I also don't trust people with reptiles as pets. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever, ever met one normal person who likes to touch a lizard? I don't think so. <laughs> and then the third worst type of person um, are men that are like, uh, my pregnant wife is so beautiful and sexy. I love to make love to my pregnant wife. Like, he's murdered before. So, <laughs> get out of there. No, and they, and they all want gifts for their babies. And like, I do not buy gifts for babies. I feel like buying a gift for a baby is like buying someone in a coma a new dress, you know? <laughs> They don't know how to use it. They're not gonna remember it. And they're gonna shit all over it. So, don't do it. <laughs> there it is. It's Patton Oswalt from his special Tragedy Plus Comedy Equals Time. And then Lisa Traeger from her album Glitter Cheese. I don't know Patton. I know Patton Oswalt, but I don't know. <laughs> I've never met him. Yeah. But huge fan mm -hmm. and Lisa Traeger I do know she came from Chicago um, oh, to yeah. New York City yeah. and in I think she came in 2013 <laughs> and she sent me a direct message on Twitter saying hey I'm new to the city um, we worked together at Zany's Comedy Club a couple of months before can you introduce me to some people and I did Look that. at that. Oh so my Lisa and God. I have been friends. Chris, key to the city. Key to, to the city, Chrissy D. I love that. Both great. Um, I mean. Yeah, good bits about yeah. being, you know, bodies. Yeah. Whew. Bodies. <laughs> Do you feel like, um, how much does your personal, like what you look like affect your stand-up because I feel like a lot of comics when they start out they do bits about what they look like. Yeah, there was, you know, it's like a little dead, not a giveaway, but like it's like you always know like when this person's probably relatively new at comedy because I did the same exact thing yeah. and I've watched old clips of me and I, it, you always hear it to say, let me tell you a little something about myself or let me tell you a little bit more about me. Uh -huh. Comedians always say that and yeah, then that's yeah. always like, oh, they, they're new because I did that because uh -huh. it's like that's just like a thing. Or they'll say, you know what's weird? Or like when things are work, you know, it's weird. <laughs> or, you know, that, you never you know, notice. You never notice, and then and that's like you know whatever. Because they're addressing that they're talking about themselves. I think. Well, I think when you first start out, uh -huh. it's like very yeah, like not easy. It's like with 
you know, you look in the mirror, you're like, what can I talk about? Oh, me. Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. the best comedy. It's comedy about yourself. Yeah. You know what I like? I like when I like? see, I like you. I like. <laughs> I like you. Aww. That was smooth. Cute. Um, <laughs> I like when a comedian goes on stage and at the end of their performance, I feel like I know them. Okay. I feel like I know okay. a lot more about them okay. as opposed to, yeah. even though they're really funny, all the observational stuff where I'm like, yeah, but I don't know anything about you. I want to get, I want to know who you are. Right. You know, okay. yeah, like yeah. they say, you used to say at the Montreal Comedy Festival, like, give us your sitcom in five minutes. You know, that, that's what they used to say. Yeah, so yeah, that would yeah, be yeah. like all autobiographical stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously Pat and Oswald and Lisa do that the best. What the most impressive thing that Pat, Pat Oswald, in my opinion, was able to do is take tragedy that happened in his life when his wife suddenly passed right. away and not make fun of that, but just talk about his feelings with it. And like, yeah. I think everybody, everybody respected Pat and Oswald to begin with. I mean, he's mm-hmm. been a legend comic, but after mm-hmm. it's like Mount Rushmore of comedians because it's right. like, the way he was, I don't know if you ever saw a good thing to Google, like true stand-up fans, go Google Patton Oswalt's un- first interview on the Conan O'Brien show, or, or Conan, what, what it was right, called, right, yeah. after his wife passed, like this oh, is really? six, five, six weeks after his wife passed, and to tell you his point of view about it, and just make it so emotional, but so like gut-wrenching funny, mm-hmm. I was like, this man is... Uh, you, you, if you don't respect him, it's like you're fucking nuts. Yeah. Because to, yeah, to be yeah. able to do that was like to just address it. Holy yeah. shit! Talking about how his kid felt and how his, you know, how yeah. he told this bit about like how another kid basically confessed to his kid that his dad was cheating on his mom, and it's this. Oh che- so he, so that kid knows what the, 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 Pat Oswalt's daughter's going through. <laughs> right, it's right, like crazy right, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and it's just so unbelievable. And I was yeah. like in awe. Like I watch it. I I. Go back and watch it at times because it's really? it's so unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I can't believe how good this was. And to make it, yeah, and then put it in a comedy special. As and then well. put it in the That's comedy crazy. special. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's pretty. Uh, it's it's great. And then, um, yeah, man. Have you ever seen Patton Oswalt perform live? I've never seen him live actually. Let's go. I would love to though. We have you ever seen Lisa Traeger perform live? I have seen Lisa Traeger perform. Same Z's. She's the best. I love her. Oh yeah, I love Wh- her like. Uh, her personality like I feel like we were talking in an earlier episode about how just anything that someone could say would be funny like Hannibal like anything Hannibal could say I feel the same about Lisa yo Lisa Traeger let me tell you something (laughs) let me tell you something about Lisa fucking Traeger yo that girl is fearless (laughs) okay so the comedy (laughs) I'm gonna tell you the story yeah it's 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 it's, people know about this she's (laughs) mentioned she's talked about it before it was and I just happened to I've been standing in the hallway at the Comedy Cellar, which got, you know, iconic New York City club, been there since the 70s. Everybody who's everybody performs there and still performs there. It's, it's great. Come go go to the Comedy Cellar. Uh-huh. Um, the hallway, you walk down the stairs and then there's the showrooms there. And then there's a hallway where the comedians who are waiting to go on, mm-hmm. you know, are waiting. So I got bumped by Chris Rock, which happens this one night. It's happened. Dude, I was there one night. Let me t- quick before I tell you the story about Lisa because it's nuts. There's an iconic photo. Yeah. If you can Google this, I have it up on my Instagram. One night, Amy Schumer, uh-huh. no, 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 no. Um, uh, yeah, Amy Schumer, Jerry Seinfeld, Dave Chappelle, oh, I think I've Chris seen Rock, these. Yeah. and Aziz Ansari all came into the Comedy Cellar on the same night. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Seinfeld left initially, but so the first comic went up mm-hmm. that sh- show, and then I was supposed to go second, but I got bumped by Seinfeld. So they're like, okay, whatever. It happens. Yeah. 
I'll go up after Seinfeld. Yeah. Then I get bumped by Schumer. <laughs> then I get bumped by Aziz. And I'm so I'm nobody's really? coming down. I'm the one on deck. So I'm watching every, I'm watching oh these people lose their fucking minds. And then the New York Times, like this is how crazy like the New York Times got wind of it because like it was so they sent a reporter down there like immediately and there's this picture that they put in the New York Times. It's called like yeah. a billion dollar comedy photo. Yeah. And then if you look in the background, I'm just staring at the You're wall. You're in it? I'm in it just <laughs> looking blankly at the wall because like I care but I also don't care. Right, it's like yeah, I, yeah. I'm I, I'm trying to work on my shit and like I just keep getting bumped by these great people that I love but oh I'm like, my you know, God. I'm like, yeah, I've, I, I'm here every night, man. Like I, they're great. Can I go on? And you know, but you can't. If they're going to bump you, they're going to bump you. But then the cool thing about the comedy seller mm-hmm. is the show was fucking over. I mean, after Dave Chappelle goes on, the show's over but they let me go on. Did that they? show, Yeah, and I, I was able to you know, like get a chance to follow all of them. And it was pretty cool. I made some fans because they were like, oh, that was cool that you could do that. Yeah, so, so that's absolutely. like, that's that was, tough. It was tough, but I just did. I just addressed it, you know? Um, so Lisa. So Lisa, <laughs> my God. So I get bumped. <laughs> this is like a year ago, okay. right? I get bumped by Chris Rock. Chris uh-huh. Rock's on stage, uh-huh. whatever. And Chris Rock's working out material that he uh-huh. eventually puts, puts out. Uh-huh. And it's like, you know, kind of bare bones material about like, you know, like all the stuff that's happening, like the Me Too shit and all that stuff, mm-hmm. right, whatever. And it's like bare bones jokes. And he said something, I forgot what he said, where Lisa was like, you don't know what you're talking about. <gasps> from the crowd, because she was going to the bathroom. From the crowd, no, but listen, goes from the, cr- like she's on her way to the bathroom, because the bathroom's in the back of the comedy cellar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to walk through the yes. showroom to go to the bathroom. So she was on her way to the bathroom. Chris Rock says whatever, I, I, I don't know the word, I don't know the joke that he was doing. And he goes, you, she says that. She goes, you don't know what you're talking about. And then Chris Rock like looks out from under the light, like because think he's got like heckled by an audience member. And he was like, Lisa? And then she was like, yeah. And then it got to the point where like they had like this back and forth dialogue that they just made like really funny. But I was just <laughs> like, I was just like, I can't believe she just fucking heckled Chris Rock. Holy like I genuinely cannot believe shit. that she just heckled Chris Rock. And then she just was upstairs like eating French fries. Like, yeah, I didn't like what he said. And I was like. You're fucking Yo, nuts. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. I cannot imagine doing that. Yeah, it was nuts. But you know, like, listen, what happens, and I get it, I, it's happened to me before too, where if you met, not that that's a mess up, but like, there's rules at the comedy cell. Like, you can't, yeah. you know, heckle the comedians, you know, if you call out of, of spots late yeah, yeah. or if you have to cancel your spots, like, there's just penalties. And like, we didn't see Lisa for about a month at the comedy cell. It's oh, happened to me before. No. I haven't been at, you know, where you right. just get penalized. Right, right. Here's how you get penalized at the comedy cell if you fuck up. One of two things happens. Either you don't get spots for about a month, which has happened to me, okay. or sometimes even worse, not even worse, but sometimes like this hurts because I've had to like have last minute cancellations uh-huh. because of like my daughter or uh. like booking something. So she'll book you, <laughs> the booker who's Esty, who's great. She's been booking club yeah. for 30 years. Like she's like our mom, truly. Like she, that's what's beautiful about the comedy seller and the comedian to the comedy sellers. She treats us like family, like we're yeah. all a family. Cool. But you know, moms you know you get punished (laughs) so she'll book you she'll give you if if you're on her bad side Uh she'll book you she'll give you a spot at 7 o'clock like 7.05 and then 2.05 in the morning so so you'll have a (laughs) 7 hour uh... break no spots in between 7.05 2.05 and it's assumed that when you go to the comedy cell and you're on the first show you just sit at the table and hang out for the night you just have to sit there for (laughs) 7 hours while it, she looks wait, at you. Wait, has that happened to you? Oh my yeah. God, yes. Yeah. 
But what it's, do you it's, do? Well, you just deal with it because it's one of those things. It's one of those things where it's like the same in life where it's like <laughs> if, you know, if I'm mad at you and I have emotions towards you, it's probably because I care about you and I like you and you're one of my people. If I didn't say anything to you, then I wouldn't care. Mm. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like, yeah, it sucks. You get penalized. But it, that means like she uh, I believe it means like she appreciates you have having you in the club and, right. and she looks at you like a family member. So it's like I always get spots. Right. Like because the thing is. With the comedy seller, it's like, you know, every comedian's trying to get in there. It's most comedians' goals. Yeah. And you have to just keep calling in your avails and emailing in your availability because she's got so many comedians to choose from that you don't – sometimes you never become one of her comedians or sometimes sure. you're always kind of in but out. Mm -hmm. And I got in in 2014 and the whole – for 2014, I'm talking about 365 days. Like <laughs> they're open 365 days a year. Yeah. Out of 365 chances, uh -huh. days, and times uh, – probably a 1,000 chances with all the shows they do, I got five spots. In one year, I got five spots, but I kept emailing every every – Tuesday when we said uh, I'm sorry every Sunday when we sent in the avails and then in 2015 I just it's all like kind of like luck of the draw and like mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. um, uh, what do they say luck is um, practice meeting meeting opportunity what is it again actually, preparation, preparation meeting preparation meeting preparation preparation meeting opportunity um, that was Comedy Central Chloe <laughs> um, preparation meeting opportunity I was just down there one day uh -huh. um, doing shows and Esty was going to the bathroom coincidentally and just saw me having a really good set and then, oh. and, then and then since then I've just been one of her guys where I get you know a lot of spots and That's you know so I'm featured crazy. and all you that shit keep so doing it. persistence baby well you gotta be consistent and I'm I'll tell you guys a story about consistency yeah. and Jim Gaffigan after we play a clip from him. Look at who's getting fucking so good at seamless <laughs> shit. It's Chrissy D. Am I? Yo. Look at this. Yeah. Chrissy Radio Waves. You're Chrissy cr DJ. Chrissy You're DJ. Crazy. Chrissy DJ. Comedy Central Chloe again with a snipe. Nice. <laughs> Chrissy DJ. All right. So this is uh, from Obsessed, from his album, Obsessed. Yeah. Great. Play it. I don't know if you can tell by my beard, but I'm fat. I don't know what happened. All I did was eat constantly, and then boom, I'm fat. Seems unfair. I can't stop eating. I can't, I haven't been hungry in like 12 years. I'm like, oh, I'm so full. I guess I'll have some cheese. I don't even like this cheese. Guess I'll finish it. Maybe this will make me hungry. Did you ever tell yourself that? Maybe this will make me hungry. It's either that or feel my feelings. You know, you're only eating your feelings. Yeah, but they're delicious. I can't stop eating. You ever look at medication that says don't take on an empty stomach? Never a concern of mine. It doesn't apply to me. You're not supposed to go swimming till technically I should never go swimming. Like, if you saw me in the pool, it'd be like, arrest that man! And tell him not to wear a Speedo. I don't need that image. I used to be thin when I was six. I put on some weight, but luckily this is intentional. I don't want to brag or anything, but uh, I'm preparing for kind of a big roll. It's a cinnamon roll. Uh, I don't want to look like I can't finish it. You know what I mean? 
Once after a show, a woman came up to me and she was like, you're not that bad. Like it was a compliment. I was like, well, thank you. You're not that polite. But I am fat. You know, some people should be fat, you know. We all have that friend that's lost tons of weight and whenever you see him, you always think, you look better fat. You're thin, but you look exhausted. Go back to being fat. Looking at you makes me want to sit down. Nothing tastes as good as thin. I can think of a thousand things. Even unsalted french fries taste better than thin. You ever eat fries without salt on them? You're like, huh, these could use some salt, but that would mean I'd have to get up and move. I'll just imagine there's salt on them. Feels like a sacrifice. You're like, what, am I a pioneer here? Sucking it up. I should be on that show Survivor. Once I had fries without salt on them, so I'd probably live anywhere, really. I just wish I wanted to eat something healthy. Recently, I saw an apple, and for a moment, just, just a moment, I didn't recognize it. I was like, what is that? Oh, that's an apple! So weird to not see it in a pie. But fruit, no one really wants fruit. There's too much work with fruit, right? You gotta, you gotta wash it, you gotta peel off that sticker Al-Qaeda put on there. There's work. Like an orange, has peeling an orange ever really been worth it? There's not even chocolate in this. And some weirdos, they use the gathering of fruit as an activity. Why don't we go apple picking? Because I'd rather die. You have to pay to pick apples. Okay, how much do I owe you to work for you for free? Don't rip me off, I'm no dummy. <laughs> yeah, we still act excited when we see fruit. We're like, yay, fruit! At least it's not vegetables. Because no one wants vegetables. When you're at a party and they have a vegetable tray, aren't you almost surprised? You're like, wow, that's a waste of money. <laughs> Hell, I'd rather eat a candle. <laughs> oh, suddenly I'm the only one here that's eating a candle. Okay, everybody. No one wants vegetable tray. Everyone knows crudite is friends for throwaway in a couple hours. I feel sorry for those vegetables on the tray. They're like, what am I doing here? I can't compete with pigs in the blanket. I'm a cauliflower, for God's sakes. Like that ranch dressing's gonna help? Ranch dressing, some of us have to settle down with the ranch dressing. The usage is ridiculous. I love ranch dressing, I like to dip my pizza in ranch dressing. That's fine, you're just not allowed to vote anymore. Because ranch dressing, you know how they make ranch dressing? Buttermilk and sadness. That's the only ingredients. Interesting fact, before they came up with ranch dressing, no one had eaten a raw vegetable ever. <laughs> but we know we don't want vegetables, but we haven't wanted fruit for hundreds of years. That's why there's so many paintings in museums of just bowls of fruit. Because you could start painting a bowl of fruit, you could leave for a couple days, come back, no one would have touched the bowl of fruit. 
But if you're painting a donut, you better finish it on the first sitting. You can't even take a bathroom break. Hey, what happened to my donut? Your friend's like, oh, some fat guy came in here. Anyway, I'm gonna get some milk and take a nap. That's why there's no donut art. It's sad, really. When's the last time you saw a painting of a donut? Jim Gaffigan, obsessed. I mean, see, the <laughs> fact that Jim Gaffigan yeah. can be that funny and clean is like, there's like, that's like one of the hardest things to do because he's clean, but sometimes kind of edgy. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, I don't know how he does that. Like, he's so... <laughs> Good. Have you ever heard like his material? Uh, you have on bacon, right? Have you heard that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you could just do nine minutes on bacon. Yeah. Where it's like, if I wrote one joke about bacon, I'd be like, yeah, I need to fucking do another special right now. <laughs> but he's, he's doing nine minutes, and it's just like constant, like consistent, you know, hits with him. Right. And see, so the, the, the thing is with Jim Gaffigan, if if you're a clean comic, mm -hmm. let me tell you something, Nicole. <laughs> we, sh we both, we fucking both should make a conscious choice to be clean. Yeah. Because when you're clean, number one, your audience gets re can get, you can, you can now, a family who would have just been a mom and dad uh -huh. but they can't bring their kids to see you uh -huh. can now bring their whole family to see you. It's more ticket sales because Jim, you, a 10-year-old kid could go watch Jim Gaffigan oh, and, yeah, and it'd be fine. Yeah. I mean, it'd be totally fine. It, no problem at all. Also, there's a lot of things you like, you know, the stand-up clubs, the the theaters. Jim does arenas now. Sure. But the corporate money, like, you know, don't forget. Don't forget. <laughs> there's a lot of, you know, big corporations. You uh -huh. know, McDonald's, fucking Colgate. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of Colgate. Like the two yeah. biggest corporations, yeah. Colgate McDonald's, McDonald's. and Colgate. <laughs> Those, the who's who of corporations. Yeah. <laughs> um, when they have like their Christmas parties and shit, yeah. they're really only thinking of a few guys to do that, or a few comedians to do that. And it's Seinfeld, Ray Romano, Jim Gaffigan. Uh -huh. Now I believe Nate Bargatze and Ryan Hamilton are getting some of these gigs. Oh, good for Nate. But we're talking about, babe, we're talking about for like an hour. Yeah. I'm being serious. I don't know the act. I mean, I know I don't know exactly what each guy makes, but sure, I, sure, we're but talking about like three hundred thousand no. dollars for an hour of your time. No, seriously. For an hour. And and don't think guys like Jim Gaffigan, I mean, I, again, I'm just assuming, I would assume, yeah. Jim Gaffigan now, I mean, he's not just doing one of those a year. No. I mean, that's just like, yeah. you'll look at all his dates that he has listed, mm -hmm. theaters, 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 arenas, which is like sick money. Mm -hmm. But then the things that he's not listing on his website or any of these comedians are like the other shit, like mm -hmm. the corporate stuff. The or Colgate. Like the Colgates. Yeah. yeah, when Colgate's like, yo, I'll give you a cool, crisp, refreshing $300,000 Tartar control fucking money right here. Yeah, that's so, clean teeth. And that, so it's like a good, like the cleaner you can be, the more palatable you can be to more people, right. the more money you're going to make in this business. That's true, that's true. And Jim Gaffigan told, first of all, I did a show with Jim Gaffigan the other night at Union Hall, Jordan Very Carlos cool. and Michelle Buteau show, adulting. Shout out Michelle Buteau, she just had twins. Or, she, yeah, yeah, she just had twins, right? Are they, yeah, mm -hmm. twins. They're like 11 did weeks she? old. Yeah. Oh, Cute so little glad. babies. Jim Gaffigan was on the show, and I have another podcast, which you're going to be a part of one day, too. You're going to be, you're going to be a guest on it one day called The History Hyenas, and it's about history and nature, and we go fucking wild with Giannis Papas, who got shot in the leg. Um, <laughs> great podcast. Great podcast. You can get that on iTunes. Listen to that after you listen to this one. Yeah, listen to Stand Up with Chris Bo Stefano. Both of them every first. week. Yeah, yeah, both of them every week. At the same time. At the same time. 
simultaneously <laughs> do it. Different earbuds. I was going to say different earbuds. <laughs> AirPods for this and then wires for the other Wires one. for the other one because we're talking about history and yeah. <laughs> Jim Gaffigan knew that I had a history podcast yeah. and, and we, he loves history and he just went on this whole tour of Asia and he came on to the History Hyena podcast which is like like how are we getting Jim Gaffigan that's so but he just, cool because he just like loves comics like he, uh-huh. he told us like on the podcast like I'd rather do your guys podcast which like you know doesn't have that many listeners than like not, not that many listeners yet than like go on like a national news network and do an interview because the thing is with Jimmy Gaffigan mm-hmm. let's be honest yeah. he doesn't need to do anything like he doesn't need to do because he's made it he's made so like much money yeah. yeah he's just can do truly whatever he wants yeah so he just wanted to come talk about history and he talked about Japan the history of Japan for like an hour he told us a sick fact it has nothing to do with Japan but just about we started talking about India yeah The Brit- a lot of people you know you just think like the English, like, you know, you know, like there's a small island that like conquered a lot of people and all that stuff. But like, yes. you know, you don't typically think of them as brutal, brutes, magoots. No, the English were brutes, magoots. What they would do when they would go. Like, <laughs> the English in- were very brutal. Yeah. We learned this history fact that when they <laughs> went over to conquer India oh, no. because they wanted to sell, the English wanted to s- the big market in India was silk. They the big yeah. weave, uh, 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 weaving silk was like a big commodity mm-hmm. in India. Mm-hmm. And England wanted a piece of it, mm-hmm. but they wanted them. They wanted the people to buy English silk, but the Indians were like, no, we're making our own silk here. So the English went into India and cut off silk weavers' thumbs so they couldn't weave the silk anymore. Uh, but they do it so shit. politely. They were like, oh, carry on, cheerio. Stuff Let me bandage that up for yeah. you. you <laughs> tea know? in one hand, tea knife in, one in the hand. other. It's like, oh, you know, because we're not decapitating people. They're just cutting your fucking thumbs off. Can I point something out? Yes. I like that Jim Gaskin spoke for about Japan for an hour, and you told us one fact, and it was not about Japanese people, nope. not even about Indian people, nope. but about white people. About white people. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because the thing we talked about <laughs> Japan, well, with Japan, we we were ta- it, the interesting thing we talked about with Japan is again <laughs> how they were very, very, very bad too, with like the rape of Nan King, and they were our enemies uh-huh. in World War II, uh-huh. just as much as the Nazis were. But, you know, in this country, we typically, when you think of World War II, the main enemy is the Nazis, which they were, of course. But Japan, <laughs> no, it's like I'm not I'm not downplaying the Nazis. I'm not, I know. This is uh, stand up with Chris Stefano. Stand up with Chris Stefano. You don't know about the Nazis. <laughs> yeah. There were people that this were This is worse. a podcast where we try to find positives in everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but they were talking about how, like, obviously, Nazis pieces of shit, but like the Japanese like killed a lot of their own people too, and killed a lot of Chinese, and like were fucking awful, brutal. This is what and Jim it's Gap good that it's good in World War Two we beat the shit out of both of them because United States, baby, Chrissy the Patriot, <laughs> absolutely. World War champs. World War champs, back to back. There we go. Back to back, two and zero. This is what Jim Gaffigan told you. Jim Gaffigan, yeah. So it was like a very interesting conversation. But what I'm bringing all this up is because we're talking about consistency. Yes. And Jim Gaffigan gave me and Yanni Papas some advice. He was like, first of all, he was talking, you know, he said this to me because mm-hmm. Giannis been doing a little longer. He was like, I've only, I've been doing comedy ten years, like nine, ten years, mm-hmm. really headlining since 2013. Mm-hmm. So Jim was like, you have to understand, like you're doing, you're doing great, mm-hmm. but like you still, like you don't even really know who you are yet. Like Jim's been doing comedy 34 years. So when Colin Quinn told me kind of the same thing, it's like you, you, you know, you're funny, you're doing great, like don't keep doing what you're doing, but like yeah, yeah. you'll even look back at what you're doing now and be like, that wasn't really me. That, that you don't know your voice yet. Whoa. It's like because it just takes so much time to know your voice. He said, I'm getting close. He was like, you're probably a couple years away, but like, that's awesome. So he was like, so consistency though. 
He said, you have to remain consistent. No matter how low you get in this business, mm -hmm. you remain consistent and you mm -hmm. just don't let anybody push you out because he said, Likeability is one, mm -hmm. which we, which remember we've talked about in the podcast, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I was yeah, happy yeah. to hear that from him, from an extremely successful comedian. Hell he yeah. said consistency is two, being yeah. funny is three. So likeability and consistency, see, that's what I'm telling you. Like a lot of, you know, a lot of people like, you know, they're like, oh, stand up. I wish I could do stand up. I'm just not that funny. It's like, well, sometimes you don't have to be, <laughs> you know, sometimes you've got to just be likeable and yeah, consistent. Yeah, and then yeah. you can, you know, fun. I mean, look, you have to be funny, but. I was like, very, yeah. I was very yeah. interested by what Jim had to say about that. He was like, every, that's very cool. Because he was like, every week you put out that podcast, you don't miss. Uh -huh. Every week you put something up on social media. Every week you write a new joke. It's just mm -hmm. every week. He said, and then you'll see, like you'll, because for a long time, Jim, he said, you know, was watching his counterparts blow past him, but he didn't. He just kept consistent. He, th okay. you know, was with his wife, mm -hmm. and he was like, you know, we started having kids, and little by little, he said, I started to, you know, see my comedy paying off. He was like, and now, you know, it's really paid off. I was wow. like, yes, it has really paid off, Jim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I get the sneaky suspicion that yeah. it's all paid off. Well, I mean, you've seen the For Forbes put out the list of highest grossing comedians. Jim's like number three on that list. Yeah. I think it's Sebastian, right? Sebastian, I think, yeah, sold the most tickets yeah, last yeah, yeah. year. Yeah. Seinfeld always sells tickets. Mm -hmm. Kevin Hart. Mm -hmm. I think it's Jim, yeah, Amy Schumer. Dunham. Who, oh, Jeff Dunham, Dunham always sells tickets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, kid moves. Kid moves tickets. That's <laughs> yeah. what it's about. That's all we want. Really, if you sell tickets, then it's like nobody could take anything away from you. Right. Truly, like if you have your fans, then it's like you're fucking untouchable in this business. Because like I don't care what anybody thinks of me. My fans are coming to pay. Right. See me. Right. You know. Right, I mean, yeah. you can't. Don't be an asshole. Don't go full Nazi. But but you know, like we learned earlier. Yeah, like we learned earlier. <laughs> the Nazis were bad. Don't go full Nazi. <laughs> so so but, consistency. Yeah, consistency. That's that, and so I and think, you did that. I, at the comedy cellar. I right. Well, yeah, that's oh, that's a small. Oh, look at that. That's yeah. a small example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I guess you I were emailing every Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And now but you're think, there. That's life shit. That's stand up applied to life shit. Just you gotta just stay keep consistent. Doing it. You guys, it's like little. It's little things. You know. Mm -hmm. He's like, we don't live in a time anymore where like one thing is gonna. Like it used to be, like you get on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, your life is changed the next night mm -hmm. in stand up, mm -hmm. right? But now it's just like there's not that. I mean, you could go viral on something, but even that, it's like. You know, it's just got, you got to kind of keep hitting them with shit. You got to keep it doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we're hitting them with this. We're hitting them with this podcast. Every week. Stand up with Chris and Stephanie. Another yeah. great episode I mean, in the bank. It's just like, it's just fun to come in here and do this. I got a suitcase full of clothing, too, next to me. How crazy is that? Where I got to do, I did my show Stupid Questions last week in Los Angeles. And then one of the producers, Jess Sepulveda, <laughs> New York City girl, just like me. She brought, she was kind enough to the wardrobe that I wore on the show. She mm -hmm. packed it up in a fucking suitcase yeah. and brought it back yeah. on a plane for me oh, and le God. letting me keep the suitcase and the clothes. And I was like, I can't believe, why are you being so nice to me? She just wrote, I got you, boo. Oh. That's what she wrote. Oh. And I was like, wow. And this is what I love about Comedy Central. I'd like to take a co-shout out because that was definitely Jessica's idea. But I have a feeling that Sharice is the one that actually had to like check it physically yeah. okay so let's shout out Sharice yeah shout out Sharice who yeah uh, yeah thank you Sharice because I know you were telling me you had a sinus infection when we were out there too <laughs> so thank you for having to deal with my fucking <laughs> bullshit clothing while you're dealing with an actual problem I'm sure you hate me but you know I love you <laughs> <laughs> well another yeah. stand up with Chris Stefano another yeah. episode next week yes we're here every week. What 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 day are, are we coming out? <laughs> Thursdays. We're coming out Thursdays. So What's a good day to come out? Thursdays is a good day to come out. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate <laughs> it. That's what we chose. So. Every Thursday. <laughs>
Good day. All right. Bye, All right, Chris. Nicole. See you next week. Bye. I know a lot of you. You look up here, and all you see is a classic all-American beauty, Bridget Everett. But I gotta tell you, it wasn't always like this. When I was a little girl, I was real fucked up looking. Like, for a while, I had just one front tooth, and my, my brothers Brock and Brian called me Fang, right? So I joined the swim team to get some dignity and some self-respect. And I was good. And the better I got, the broader my shoulders got. And then they started calling me Lurch, that guy from the Adams Family. You call me that in the street, I'm gonna cut your dick off, okay? Thank you so much. And then, my nipples came in. Like, not my tits, just my nipples. And they got everybody at school calling me Little Nippy Titty. So, I ran home. It was a Friday night, I remember, because I was watching Dallas on the Dukes of Hazard, right? And I'm, and I'm sitting on the couch and I'm crying. And my mom, she looks at me, she says, Bridget, what's wrong? I said, nothing. She said, Bridget, what's wrong? I said, nothing. And then she slid her hand down the back of my pants. Like, not in a fucked up way, but because I got real soft skin. You'll see. <laughs> and she said, Bridget, what's wrong? And I said, well, Brock and Brian got everybody at school called me little nippy titty. Do you know what she said to me? Do you know what she said to me? She said, Then she said, come with me, let's have a drink. She said, Bridget, you're a woman now. You gotta stand tall and be proud of what your mama gave you. Do you hear me? You got them little nippy titties. Put them in the air. She got them tube sack titties. She put them in the air. I got these beaver tail titties. I put them in the air. Put them up, put them up, put them up. You got them low riding titties. Put them in the air. You got them tic tac titties. Put them in the air. You got them.
This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts.